0: God bless, God bless, ladies and gentlemen, your brother Jesse Jareb here, and this is Christian Thoughts, interesting, inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human, ladies and gentlemen, a brand new year, a brand new start, excuse me, a brand new start, a brand new year, 2019, we are here, we are back, happy new year to everyone, tuning in and everyone listening recorded everyone listening live happy new year to everyone i hope everyone's holiday season was a blessed one and i hope everyone's new year is even more blessed than the last down to business ladies and gentlemen today's topic of christian thoughts is a very interesting very intriguing topic very interesting and brand new So here it is, today's topic is, the king has sent for you, the king has sent for you. That in itself makes you think and makes you wonder what I'm talking about. That in itself makes you wonder what I'm talking about and what sense do I mean that the king has sent for you? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as always we will be reading our Bible based and then going into the commencing prayer. Today I'll be reading from the New King James Version. So follow along with me in the New King James Version. Today's Bible based is going to be from Second Samuel chapter nine verse one through seven. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 through 7. And as I said, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. So just follow along as much as you can. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 through 7 says, and in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit says, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him a kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is a still, I mean, there is still, excuse me, a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, "Indeed, he is in the house of Makir, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar." Then King David, King David sent and brought him out of the house of Makir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, had come to David, he fell on his face and prost- prostrated himself. Then David said, "Mephibosheth," and he answered, "Here is your servant." So David said to him, "Do not fear, for I will show you, for I will surely show you kindness, for Jonathan, your father's sake, and restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually." Let me read that last verse, from where our Bible base were, from where our for, and where our topic is going to be about today. It says, that last verse, verse 7, says, So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show, surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake and restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for another wonderful awesome day another wonderful awesome year that you have allowed us to have that you allowed us to come back live that you have allowed us to come back with a brand new topic God we ask that everyone who may listen may they be encouraged and blessed by the word everyone who may listen may they learn something new about your word God that that you may use my mouth that you may use my lips that you may use me as a speaker and you hold the mic god you hold the microphone of heaven to where you will speak and i will be the speaker i will be the amplifier lord for your praise and for your glory use my lips god use my mouth use my life in the way that you want to i don't ask of it today only but every day and i ask of it in the name of your son jesus christ god the name above all names. The name that you have allowed us to use with authority. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. And Amen. So. We are talking on the topic. The king has sent for you. What do I mean when I say that? Well. Just like King David here in the second book of Samuel sent for Mephibosheth and showed him kindness, that is what God is doing for us today. That is what God is doing for you, my friend, today. You who are listening, maybe recorded, maybe live, you who are listening, either way, God has sent for you. The King is calling for you. David asked and wanted to show kindness. He asked if there was anybody from Jonathan's family, his friend Jonathan, his family, ladies and gentlemen, that if he can show kindness for his sake, that he can show kindness for Saul's sake, restore everything that the that life has taken away from them mephibosheth was that one person was that one family member of jonathan and of saul that david wanted to show kindness the kindness of god no less we read it again if you want me to it was the kindness not any kindness but the kindness of god he said, I want to show, and I'm paraphrasing here, I want to show God's kindness. I want to show the kindness of God. Or I want to show somebody the kindness that God has shown me. I want to show kindness for Jonathan's sake, for Saul's sake. I want somebody from the house of Jonathan that I can show kindness too. And Mephibosheth was that one person that he can show kindness. Or that he was able to show kindness to. Do not fear, David said to him. For I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake. And restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. Think about this. Think about this. You are a a, a a homeless person. You are a nobody. You are a peasant. And think of you're in a kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. You're in a kingdom. You are lame at your feet. You cannot walk. You cannot stand. But the king calls for you. Think about that. The king calls for you. For you to be in the house of the king. In the mansion. In the castle of the king. For you to eat bread at his table. The king calls for you and says I'm going to show you kindness. I'm going to show you kindness. I'm going to... To, to restore to you everything that you have lost. I'm going to restore to you the land of Saul your grandfather. I'm going to restore to you and I'm going to I'm going to show you kindness and you shall eat at my table continually as in every day. Think about that. Can you imagine what Mephiboseth had felt that day, ladies and gentlemen? Can you just imagine, Think, just think for a moment what Mephiboseth was going through? You don't have a mayor, you don't have a president, you have a king sending for you.
1: Oh my God.
0: Think about that, my Lord Jesus. And if you think about it, and this is where I'm going with this, ladies and gentlemen... That God is that king that has called for us. Amen. God is that king that has called for us. The king is calling for us, my friends. And he wants to show us that we are not alone in this world. Anymore. Not anymore. He wants to show us that he has the power to restore everything we have lost. Everything. We have lost because of this world because of life. God says come to me. Come to your king and you will be showed kindness and mercy and you will eat bread at my table continually. In other words, you will eat at my table every day. Boom. So basically what you're saying Brother Jesse, and I didn't mean to jump in front of you there. No, go ahead. But basically what
1: it's sounds like you're trying to say from this point of view is that no matter what the harvest is always there whether you've lost everything or not
0: Mm-hmm. yes sir so
1: so what 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 we have to understand from this perspective ladies and gentlemen is that yes you may have lost the harvest you may have lost the good soil that you once had. You may have lost the pretty plants that used to grow by the window, but God says, stop crying about what you lost because I'm going to restore what was lost. I'm going to add what's new and it's going to expand territory that you're about to touch. Oh my God.
0: Amen. That's right. Amen.
1: My my God, my God. If if, If there's a secret message in today's topic, New harvest equals new territory. Mm. And with it being a new year, you're going to take new steps forward that they said you wouldn't take in the previous year. Ah, come on. Somebody.
0: Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants to restore to us our life, our loss, our happiness that the devil has taken away. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Because God is the king and the only king who can do such a thing. He's the only one that can do something like David did to Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth felt like he was nobody. Mephibosheth felt like he was nothing. Like he said to himself and he said to the king, Who am I? That the king of all people he was probably thinking, I can understand, like like my neighbor. I can understand the guy next door. I can understand the city council.
1: <laughs> right, somebody somebody in a higher position.
0: Yeah, somebody somebody high, but not that high, you know. Right. Who am I that the king of all people looks to me? And the Bible says that, ladies and gentlemen, it was because that the. That King David wanted to show kindness to his friend Jonathan's house. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that Jonathan was very close to David. He was very close to David. And because he was very close, he wanted to do everything that he could for his family, no matter what that meant. He shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Verse 11. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Zebo were servants of Mephibosheth. (laughs) Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Not only does he get to eat at the king's table, now the guy has servants. Think about that. My God. Now the guy has servants. Think of you. Think of somebody like us. Somebody like a peasant. Somebody that, that we're not we don't think we're worthy enough to even to even go that high. And for the king to just give us servants, to give us servants and, and, and people to work for us. So not only was he blessed by David by by, by coming into his home, coming into the mansion, he was... <laughs> I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the more you think about this story, the more amazing it is. The more you think of this story, the more amazing it, it is. Not only, not only that David gave him his uh, his place in his mansion. Not only was he able to eat at his table and eat from the same food that King David was eating from, he gave him servants. He gave him people that work for him now. And he gave his family people that work for him as well. Think about that. What you got to say to that, Brother James?
1: say something after that <laughs> <laughs> how to follow up after that uh
0: but you you get what i mean though right because
1: yes yeah, he wasn't treated any different he
0: was he exactly, was exactly
1: everyone else at the table
0: exactly he wasn't so, treated as a slave or a servant somebody that he thought to himself that he should be treated as He was treated as a part of the royal family. He got he got himself servants. He got himself people to work for him. He got himself, ladies and gentlemen, the same food as the king, the same table as the king. He the king and him sat with each other at the table every day. It was that's kindness. You wanna show somebody kindness, Lord Jesus that's the kind of kindness I believe that God wants us to show other people.
1: Right, and not 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 only that, but it also gives us it also gives us that one pure message mm-hmm. that we tend to forget. And simply put, brother Jesse, you're always a child of the king. Always. No matter how far you think you're away from the kingdom, no matter how low You may place yourself inside, in your spirit and your mind. You're always a child of the king. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, no matter who you become, you are still a child of God. Amen. That will not change, and you should not. I repeat, you should not. You will not and cannot let man change that or control that.
0: As a matter of fact, and not to cut you off there, Brother James, but as a matter of fact, as a matter of not opinion, but fact, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, the Bible even says that. The Bible says that no man, no creature, no thing in this universe, nothing, nothing in this universe can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Not power, not principality, not not depression, not oppression, not death, not life, not money, not clothes, nothing. Think, think about this. The king, God. Now I'm talking about God in this case. God the king. It's calling for us. God the King wants to restore what we lost. God the King wants to restore what we lost. He wants to restore everything that the devil has tried, has been trying to take away from us. Everything that the devil has been trying to destroy. Everything that the, 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 the devil has been trying to rip apart from our hands he wants to restore and then when I say everything ladies and gentlemen don't just think and this is this is this is our problem as a people when we say everything we automatically think materialistic as in physical items physical things physical objects I don't just mean, ladies and gentlemen, everything as in physically. I mean everything as in emotionally and spiritually as well. That's what we got to remember. And thank you, Brother James, for your opinion for today.
1: Uh, my pleasure, I'm glad I can help as always.
0: Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless. Brother James made a very, very valid point. And I apologize for... Before when we got cut off. But Brother James made a very valid point. The king has sent for you. We're not talking about anybody but a king. And in this case, we're talking about the king. God. And as I said, when I say he wants to restore... What life has taken away. What the devil has taken away. I don't only... I don't only mean... Materialized things. I don't only mean... Things of the nature of... You know... Physical things. I mean spiritually. Emotionally. Physical too... But that's not only what God wants to restore. God wants to restore our peace. That's first and foremost. God wants to restore our peace. Peace is not something money can give you. Because there's a very famous saying out there that says more money, more problems. And it's true. The more money you got, the more problems you have. People think money is everything. People praise money. We believe we become billionaires and we're going to have the world. People think like that. They see how so-called happy, and I've said this before, I talked about this before last year. I talked about how people think that money is happiness. Oh, when I have a billion dollars, when I have a million dollars, I'm going to be happy. When I have a billion dollars, I'm going to be happy. Money does not give you happiness. Money does not give you happiness. You've heard, and we've heard, this past few years, about the countless times, the countless times we thought, Money was happiness. And yet, these celebrities who are killing themselves, who are suiciding themselves, they have a whole bunch of money. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of fame. A lot of uh, uh, objects and items and possessions. And yet, none of that was able to make them happy. And we think that money is happiness? We think that a million dollars will make us happy. We think that a million dollars will give us peace. No. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. I don't want to be famous. I would not want that kind of attention. Because think about it. When you're famous, you have no privacy none when you're famous ladies and gentlemen you have no privacy paparazzi following you around you can't sneeze without somebody (laughs) having some kind of issue with that you can't sneeze without somebody knowing about it you have no privacy no private life I don't want to be famous I don't want that kind of attention I need my privacy. Even my wife knows sometimes I need my privacy. Sometimes my wife wants her privacy. Married for six years now. We still want privacy. I don't want to be... No, I don't want that kind of fame that kind of fame that no no nobody leaves you alone the paparazzi following you around that you can't that you can't think for yourself hmm huh. think about it ladies and gentlemen think about it david was famous cuz he was the king and he couldn't do anything without Somebody knowing about it. He couldn't do anything. Without somebody finding out. Remember, he was with Bathsheba. Was it Bathsheba? No. He was with, you know, he was with the girl who he adulterated with. And you know who found out the first? God. God said you have so many, so many things, so many people, so many concubines, and you wanted this one that wasn't even yours. You took something away from somebody else. And David got mad about it. Remember? Remember? And I know this is off topic, but David got mad when he found out somebody took something away from somebody else. He even said, I'm going to kill this person, I'm going to lock him in my dungeon, I'm going to kill him. Who is this person? And the prophet said, David, it's you. And David said, what? The prophet says, God is angry with you because you took that woman that wasn't yours. You took that woman that wasn't yours. In no a matter of fact, I might go into more detail maybe sometime next week with this story. It's a very interesting story, very interesting topic as it is. But long story short, ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom found out what David did. That's the kind of attention I cannot have. <laughs> But the point is, ladies and gentlemen, fame doesn't give you peace. Fortune, money, millions not doesn't give you peace. Like I said, so many people that have millions of dollars and were super famous and none of that gave them peace. They still killed themselves. Countless celebrities in the past few years that have killed themselves because they weren't happy. They were not happy. God wants to restore our peace, our happiness. God wants to restore stuff things that, that that only He can restore. But that's only if you listen to the calling of the king. today's topic, ladies and gentlemen. The king has sent for you. David sent for Mephibosheth. For him to come into the king's house and live with him. For him to come into the king's house and become like royalty and have servants and have have people to work for him and have people to do what he wants them to do. We're talking about a man who was lame, a man who was, who, was, who was in paralyzed, if you will, today. Today's words, paralyzed. He was paralyzed from the waist down. He could not walk. He could not stand. We're we'll talking about somebody who was paralyzed. And the king, David, treated him like royalty. And made other people treat him like royalty. Because he wanted to show kindness to the house of his friend Jonathan. Show kindness to the house of Saul. And that kind of kindness God wants to show us today ladies and gentlemen. And with this I leave you. Peace. Happiness, glory, love. That's what God wants to restore in our lives today. The King is calling for us. The King is calling for you, my friend. My friend, you you who are listening. You who are listening. Either live or recorded. The king is calling for you. He wants to restore that peace that you lost. Restore that happiness that you lost. Restore that love that you lost. Restore that pleasure or that that satisfaction that you lost. that spiritual happiness. He wants to restore that spiritual peace, that emotional peace. And when and, and, and God works like this, ladies and gentlemen. God works from the inside out, not from the outside in. People think, oh, God already saved you. You were saved, so you should be changing your clothes now you sh- you were saved so you should be you know more happy already you were saved yesterday so you should be happy today you were saved yesterday so you need to change your clothes today that's not how it works from the outs from the inside out not from the outside in God works from deep within first and then and then, ladies and gentlemen, is when you see it come from out from from within and you'll see it in the outside, you'll see it in the clothing, you'll see it in the face, you'll see it in the expression and the personality. The, the the personality changes and then the clothes change and then the style changes and then the the, the, the talking, the communication changes, the way people talk, the way people walk. The way people dress from the inside out. You want somebody to change? Pray for their spirit first. Pray for their, ladies and gentlemen, pray for their spirit. Pray for inner peace, for spiritual peace, for for the Holy Spirit to change them from inside first. Not from the outside in. Because ladies and gentlemen, countless people out there that look like great preachers and they look like 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 very very fashionable, very uh modest, if you will, they look like modest and professionals, but when they speak, they sound like dogs, no offense, they sound like pigs. the personality is the same they might look professional they might look like preachers they might look like teachers they might look like whatever the case may be but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you can you can dress up a broomstick that doesn't mean the broomstick will not be dirty it will not have a dirty inside. You can dress up an onion. You can dress up a banana peel. That doesn't mean it's not going to have black spots all over it. Do you see where I'm going here? It doesn't matter how people look from the outside, ladies and gentlemen. You don't judge a book by its cover. I'm going to say that again for some of it because I feel like people uh, aren't listening right now. So I'm going to say that again. You cannot judge a book by its cover, you got to read the contents, read what it has inside of it. The book cover is not going to tell you what the book is about. It's going to tell you the title. It's like music. You don't judge music by the beat. You judge music by the lyrics. Because I can go out there, ladies and gentlemen, It's not how music hears. It's not how the beat uh, sounds, ladies and gentlemen. It's what's inside the song. It's not what the the, the music sounds like. It's what's inside the song. Because I can promise you, I can take a beautiful song and turn it horrible. It's not how the music sounds. It's what the lyrics say. It's not how somebody dresses, ladies and gentlemen. It's what's inside their heart. It's what's inside their their mind. It's what's inside their spirit that counts. Oh, but, but I don't want somebody dressing like that. On the altar. Yes. I understand that. You don't make them go onto the altar. But. There's a difference between. Ladies and gentlemen. There's a difference between. What he looks like. Or what she looks like. And how she talks. And how she sounds. And how he sounds. And how he talks. And what their spirit shows. Because I've seen some people with raggedy clothing, clothing with the worst kind of clothing, but their spirit, their, their heart, are in better places than what I've seen sometimes inside the church, unfortunately. Their heart, their mind is in a better place than what I've seen and what I've heard inside the church sometimes unfortunately sadly to say it's not about how we dress it's not about what's on the cover ladies and gentlemen it's not what you read on the cover of the book it's not what you listen to on the beat of the song it's what the lyrics say and it's what the contents have what the contents of the book are It's the heart and the spirit of the person, not what they look like from the outside. God changes people from the inside out, not from the outside in. If you don't like the way they dress, let go and let God, as people say. Let God deal with them. God is going to deal with them the way He needs to deal with them. You worry about yourself. You worry about what what God wants to see in you, not what you want to see in others. Worry about what God wants to see in you yourself. God, ladies and gentlemen, the king is calling for you. He wants to restore your peace, restore your happiness, restore your love, restore your kindness. Restore your life. That's only if you let him in. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can always support this podcast monetarily by going to anchor.fm slash JCT. That's anchor.fm slash JCT to support this podcast monetarily. And as well, ladies and gentlemen, you can always send in your very own topic that you want us to talk about here on Christian Thoughts by going and emailing us at jareb2318, that's J-A-R-E-B as in boy, 2318 at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on Christian Thoughts every Saturday from 12 o'clock p.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. on WLLYradio.com. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been Christian Thoughts. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week.